You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome, everyone, to RB1 colon a What the Fuck Bill O'Brien podcast, part of the Fake Teams podcast channel. I am your humble host and keeper of the Tom Brady Worry Index, Pete Rogers, and I am joined at some point in this show by all of the guys. Right now, it's just resident old man and esteemed botanist Clark Barnes and the working girl and weather man, explain that to me, Jordan Smith, uh, and will shortly be joined by the ginger clean shaven man and political wildcard Nick Botiford. Guys, uh, how are we doing quarantine? I'm not quarantining. Uh, I'm out and about living living that best life in the epicenter of the outbreak, the scariest place on earth, Washington. Uh, Bo, Washington, to be particular. I'm doing well. I'm, uh, you know, hanging in here. We had a pretty good news-filled day on the NFL front. So, yeah, damn right we did. Uh, you know, thanks to my... Green Bay Packers and you know some boneheaded coach slash GMs are out there in the league for keeping things interesting for us. I honestly, I I think they did it for us. I think so too. I think that uh, given the fact that we haven't had sports to distract us, obviously the NBA season, basically every professional sports team or sports league is suspended because of this uh, coronavirus. I think the NFL was like, look, we need to get real crazy with our off season and really give the people what they want and give them the distraction that they need. Uh, and I will say, because we have a platform and we can speak to tens of listeners, tens of listeners, stay safe, stay safe out there. Uh, don't do anything silly or stupid. Uh, if you have loved ones who are older or immune deficient or at serious risk for this, Hopefully they are in good hands. We hope the best for them. Uh, and do your part, which is wash your hands, uh, stay healthy, uh, stay minimize human contact. If you're out and about, just don't uh, don't sneeze in your hand and rub it in someone's face. Um, but yeah, stay safe out there, people. It's a crazy world we're currently living in right now, and it somehow got even crazier today with the NFL just deciding to be the NBA and let's just move players all over the place on the first day of NFL free agency. Personally, I, I love the staying in. Um, it's, it's very nice. It's relaxing. I get to wake up, you know, like an hour later than I normally do. Me and my girlfriend stayed in all weekend, played some Mario Kart, nice. uh, watched some movies. It's, it was basically right in my wheelhouse. We'll see how I feel in two weeks from now, but this weekend was pretty great. You know, we can either get political or talk football. I'll leave it up to you, Pete. <laughs> well, we could also quickly, I mean, I'll say we don't need to, we don't need to delve into the politics here, but Clark, congrats on the ducks. 
I'm really excited. We uh, picked up all of our two by sixes today. We're going to split them, save a little weight instead of using two by fours. And Classic. we got our uh, got our plywood, our duck feed, and our chicken wire. Pretty excited. Yeah. Huh. Brooders ready. Ducks arrive on the 23rd. Oh, baby. Yeah. Well, just when America was at its bleakest and the world seems like there's no good in it, all you have to do is just picture Clark surrounded by little ducklings running around right. on top of him. Mm-hmm. They're all going to have names like Devlin and Hodge. <laughs> uh, we're actually going for uh, duck-themed dictator names and associated. <laughs> so like Avian Braun and uh, Chairman <laughs> Mallard. So we got a long list. <laughs> all right. There you go. There's your politics. Clark, Clark yeah. snuck it in there somehow. Well done. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, let's let's get into it because, as Jordan alluded to, and as anyone who's anyone knows, if, except for Clark, I guess. Clark, except for me. Except for Clark. <laughs> Classic Clark getting all of his information from the podcast live, but that just gives you the best reactions. Uh, the NFL was absolutely crazy today. All kinds of shit went down. Obviously, there was a certain headline trade that that went down that I'm sure everyone wants to hear Clark's opinions on, but. We won't talk about that till Nick comes on and we'll talk about it later in the show so that you have to stick around and listen. That's how you get the views and the clicks and the listens. Um, what we will do though, is we will still talk about a lot of the action that went down. We'll start with some of the kind of older things that happened, not today, but uh, earlier, I guess last week, later last week, uh, we had Delaney Walker and Deion Lewis were both cut by the Titans. Um, and then today, Devonta Freeman was cut by the Falcons. Those are kind of the big name veteran uh, uh, releases that have gone down. Clark, I know you're a Deion Lewis advocate um, and a Devonta Freeman advocate. You, you, this is, these are kind of your guys. Do you feel like there is any fantasy potential for them depending on where they land or are they kind of past a, a true fantasy prime? Any of those three guys. So I'm, I'm a big Delaney Walker fan too. If he's able to come back from his foot injury, uh, then I think that he's going to give a team some really solid tight end play. Uh, I know that every time someone brings up Delaney Walker, I like to mention the time that he returned a kick for a touchdown. Now he's not quite as athletic as he used to be, but Delaney Walker's always been a very good player who kind of played second fiddle uh, behind Vernon Davis. I think I've got that right in yep. uh, San Francisco and then was blasted into obscurity when he went to the Titans. So this is a fantastic player coming off injury. So we just don't really know what Delaney Walker, but if he ends up at a team uh, just like the Seattle Seahawks, who always seem to maximize tight end, uh, then that'd be great. I know they got Greg Olson, but some team like that who has a role for the tight end, I'd be really excited as a, you know, late round flyer on Delaney Walker. Uh, I do think Deion Lewis is still skilled and enough uh, has enough in the tank to contribute. I don't know if my Devontae Freeman thoughts are a reaction to me being all in on him last year and being so <laughs> disappointed, but a guy who struggled with injuries for a couple of years in a row now, uh, who was fantastic, but always diminutive. I hope that he's able to bounce back, but I'm probably not going to take the risk on him. Yeah, I've never really big been that big on Delaney Walker as a fantasy player. Not because he wasn't like talented at all. It's just because it just never seemed like he got the amount of uh, opportunity thrown his way. Uh, unfortunately, by next season, he'll be 36. Um, when and if that starts. Still young. 
Uh, so I don't think <laughs> still young, still young for us, for us, regular folk, very young. Um, so I don't know if I'll invest any sort of capital in, in him because there's also only like five good tight ends anyway. And kind of want to grab one of those guys. Uh, Devonte Freeman is also just another guy I've been out on. Um, cause I've never trusted that he could stay on the field. Um, you know what? They have a nice vacancy for Kareem Hunt, unfortunately, that uh, Cleveland Browns re- or tagged him or re Yeah, they gave him a second round tender, which is which is a pretty high price tag for anyone to come take him from, which kind of cram- cramps all my Nick Chubb dynasty shares. But um, I'll bring up Devontae Freeman a little bit later. Um, I just, I don't know. I don't think he's uh, like a very viable fantasy option and hasn't been for a while now. Um, I saw somebody toss around San Francisco out there because Shanahan likes to spend money on uh, running backs that he used to have on his offenses. Yeah, damn right he does. That would be the most incredible thing for Shanahan to just completely rebuild the 49ers backfield. Oh, sorry. The Falcons backfield with the 49ers only to have, again, Raheem Mostert be the the best back there. (laughs) Uh, The Titans were super active, though, in releasing those veterans because... They then brought the team back, brought the, uh, what's the saying? Bring the wagon back? Getting the band back together. Getting the band back together. Clark Barnes, that's why he's on the show. They re-signed Ryan Tannehill to a four-year contract. Uh, I think it's mostly just in those first two years, as all contracts are. And then slapped the old franchise tag on Derrick Henry. Jordan, can fantasy owners... Fantasy fans, NFL fans, Titans fans, people who casually watch football expect similar results from this Titans offense that we saw under Ryan Tannehill in 2020, or is this team due for regression and you should be taking that fully into consideration when drafting? Um, I think you could at least expect a little bit of a regression from Ryan Tannehill. Um, mostly because he played outside of his mind at the end of last season. And I think a lot of teams kind of, I think there was a big part of them that just didn't take him very seriously. Uh, Cause they thought that just Derek Henry was carrying the offense the entire way, but Ryan Tannehill was able to do some things that allowed Derek Henry to be as effective as he was. Um, I would still expect a pretty good season out of Derek Henry, uh, mostly because he's, only franchise tag and he'll be wanting a massive deal next season as well so he's going to be basically repeating his contract year so if he stays healthy then uh it'll be heavy on Derrick Henry Uh, one thing that will be key to keep an eye on is if the Titans can replace uh Jack Conklin on the offensive line because he just signed um away from them today so who do you sign with uh Detroit I believe Oh, all right. Detroit shoring up that. Don't quote me on that yet. Okay, I won't. Uh, Maybe Detroit shoring up that maybe offensive line that needs to be shored up. Yeah. No, Browns. Oh, the Browns. Oh, well, good job, Browns. Uh, I would expect at least mild regression from this offense just because of how how good Tannehill, Tannehill was. And Derrick Henry, God, I he he's time and time again, like, proven himself especially late parts in the seasons to be a very reliable fantasy star but i have a hard time 
like convincing myself to buy in yet again this year, given how much wear and tear his tires had with that playoff push. I don't know. I don't know. I made it. I made a New Year's resolution to definitely draft Derrick Henry and definitely trust him. But now I'm already second guessing it, and so I need to either listen to my old self or ignore my old self and tell it to shut the hell up. It's definitely one of the two. Uh, one of the <laughs> things I hated about loving Delaney Walker is that he played with Marcus Mariota for so long. I think that we saw Ryan Tannehill just play competent quarterback with uh, a really good run game and a surprisingly good Titans defense, which is something that they've done for a couple of years in a row now, but they've also waited until halfway through the season to get going. So if they can just play relatively consistent, I think they've got a pretty good team, although I hate them and hope that they are cursed for forever uh, because they've moved from Texas uh, to okay. stupid Tennessee. Nothing against you, Tennessee. Love you. Uh, yeah, but I, I think they're a pretty good solid team. They're one of those teams kind of uh, like the old Ravens who've always got a shot because their defense is good and they can run, and all they needed is a competent quarterback. And Unfortunately, Mariota couldn't do that for four years. Tannehill flashed, and uh, if he plays well again this year, I think that will be the final 700th nail in the coffin that proves – Adam Gase is really not a good football coach. <laughs> uh, welcome, Nick. How's it going, guys? Good to see you. Good to see that uh, you haven't changed in quarantine life. It hasn't it hasn't changed you entirely. The beard hasn't suddenly grown back in in full strength. Yeah, I'm a little less clean shaven, but uh, yeah, it's it's bizarre out here, man. Like I don't know how uh, it is in everybody else's home state, but Washington canned foods off the shelves no toilet paper it's uh it's intense um and you gotta move out to the sticks to... nick we got plenty of stuff out here yeah can you yeah. can you shoot me some purell the toilet uh, paper thing is uh, the t- <laughs> for a price the toilet paper <laughs> thing is always hilarious to me because it, is it just that people anticipate just having epic bowel movements and they're just going to blow through toilet paper at an obscene level and they just need to stockpile like is that what this disease does when people are stuck in quarantine they just have massive shits so i uh lived in austin last year and some world beater mentioned on facebook that there was a gasoline shortage in austin there was not a gasoline shortage in austin but everyone panicked and went out and bought (laughs) gas and with the way that our supply lines work in this country it created a gasoline shortage wow so i think another world beater has decided that toilet paper is going to be the thing here. And since people are focusing on that and it's inexpensive, it's something that people can afford and it makes them feel better. So that's why I think we're in the spot that we're in with toilet paper. Uh, Still plenty of other things to be had, uh, (laughs) but people are dumb as a group. And that's what's happening. Yeah, I think all that's super valid, Pete. I think what you're saying is valid, but I also think it's just, if uh if you're thinking about <laughs> you like, think right, my massive shits in quarantine I, is a valid argument well, I think, <laughs> that makes your uh, liking my answer a little bit less yeah yeah but 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 like the you know the way that our government has communicated any information about corona has been wildly insufficient and so people are like oh my sure. god it's a mass illness what's going to happen to my body i better prepare and the only thing that is more i the idea of being stranded with a terrible illness without toilet paper is is mortifying. I, That's I think fair. That plays into it. That's but, fair. So, uh, were we? Was I hearing some Titans talk when I signed on there? We were. We were just finishing up. Do you have any last second thoughts for for the Titans for their amazing I, signing of Ryan Tannehill? 
Yeah, I was happy to see that they re-signed Tannehill. I thought that the length of the deal was a little surprising. The franchise tag for Henry is pretty funny. Um, I I am concerned about their offensive line situation, losing Jack Conklin, uh, great road grader, you know, so-so in pass protection. I don't know anything about their backup, though, Dennis Kelly, who they gave a three-year deal to. Do you guys, are you familiar with his play at all? He, he's the presumed guy to take over. This is uh, Jordan's wheelhouse. Jordan, offensive lineman talk. Yeah, I don't really know a whole lot about Dennis Kelly. I do know like, okay. exactly what Nick was saying, that Jack Conklin was a, a good guy that they had who could set blocks out on the edge in the run game. So um, that's because they have those two offensive tackles that are big boys, and that that's what helped also pave the way for Derrick Henry, who is himself a big boy. So I don't know. Not sure yet. Okay. All right. We're going to have to uh, keep tabs on that. Yeah. Uh, but that's enough Titans talk. Let's uh, let's talk other guys who got the franchise tag. Uh, Hunter Henry is staying in L.A. with the Chadges as he got tagged. Wow. A.J. Green got tagged, so he's staying in Cincinnati. And then, travesty. I know, such a travesty. And then, as everyone expected, Dak Prescott got the tag, so he is staying in Dallas. Nick, since you just logged on and you're the freshest of the bunch, pick any of those three guys. Give me a spiel. Well, so I, I hit up Jason from uh, over the cap about the, the franchise tags in general, because I was curious about what AJ Green's chances of, you know, protesting are. And, you know, he, he, he reminded me that basically you can either just choose to not play or, or to sign the tender. So to anyone wondering, uh, like, is there any way to get out of the franchise tag? No, there's not. You, you can just not play uh, or play. So regarding AJ Green, who I think we're all kind of wondering about, uh, I, I genuinely think this might be a hopeless situation. I like, he showed what few people are willing to show last year in that he, he just won't straight up play. Now, Le'Veon Bell did it very differently. He apparently, you know, ballooned to 260 pounds when he did it, but like AJ Green, he got into practice or two here, said his ankle wasn't good, but he refused to play without a long-term deal. Um, I, I'm genuinely wondering if that's what the, what happens again this year, or if like he waits to see for sure if they draft Burrow or you know go wild card and and draft Tua, but just to see if there's going to be some sort of new dynamic quarterback play before he'll agree to anything. Because um, if they don't agree on a long term deal, I think there's a very real chance we just don't see AJ Green play again this year. There's also a possibility for the Bengals. I know this is very anti-Bengals because the Bengals are run unlike most uh, NFL teams. This signing or uh, tagging and trading is is a possibility if if the uh, Bengals were to get an offer that they couldn't refuse. That being said, AJ Green has said multiple times that he is like content in Cincinnati and would like to stay there and sign a long-term deal. So who knows what ultimately will come of it. I would hope that we see some AJ green this year because AJ green is a terrific wide receiver and a great fantasy option and would certainly make Joe Burrow's life a lot easier, uh, rookie year, but who it is a bummer to, uh, to see him not hit free agency, uh, and, and go to a team that could really use him. But Dak Prescott's tag means Amari Cooper is going to be hitting that free agent market and uh, we could see some saucy, saucy signing there, couldn't we, Clark? Yeah, it uh, 
Cooper may end up in Dallas. This might have just been a way to not have to bite the bullet and give Dak, you know, ninety million guaranteed or something like, because uh, because I think he would demand better than the Tannehill deal. Oh God, uh, yeah. What I was really interested in is, and for I guess I'm really debating in my head how much sense this makes is Hunter Henry getting the franchise tag on a doomed Los Angeles Chargers team, uh, thinning the tight end market even more. But to be fair, it's always been wanting hunter henry to be good and he's only been good for a few games so did the chargers just save me from myself i don't know it's a tough one as uh, so we saw I, I can't remember whose cousin this is that called the antonio brown stuff but the like, oh my the god Nick. digging deep 1991 or whatever it's this gal who, who she's related to some person in a front office who just leaks her information and she's been like unbelievably <laughs> accurate about these things i tagged you in this she she called rivers she said that the rivers deal to the Colts is done has that been announced officially or are we just no i haven't seen anything for that so okay so i think that that'll be really interesting to i think that's gonna happen that seems right like again. an obvious pairing i would uh Yes. It doesn't to me. I don't get it. I don't know why you'd want a quarterback that doesn't have an arm. It it didn't make any sense to me. But um, I think that Hunter Henry's, you know, his season for for 2020 uh, ebbs and flows with what their quarterback situation there is. We saw Charles Clay get a little bit of usage during the Tyrod Taylor era in Buffalo. But, yeah, I mean, I really like for the team's sake signing Hunter Henry – I'm not sure what his fantasy uh, outlook will be at, at this point in time. Yeah, the Colts traded their first-round pick today. So I, I kind of think that they have something in the bank. Um, something that- going on. Uh, the Bears have been pretty hungry in the quarterback market as well. Yeah, missed, yeah I um, a lot of musings there. Uh, quickly, since you brought it up, Jordan – the Colts traded their first round pick to the 49ers for DeForest Buckner. Uh, so the 49ers now have the 13th overall pick. And I swear to God, if Kyle Shanahan gets his hands on Jerry Judy, I will draft Jerry Judy way too early in every single goddamn fantasy league I am in. Well, if they draft a fast wide receiver who can open up the field, then you're going to have to deal with Jimmy Garoppolo throwing him short every single time. Well, that's not what Jerry Judy is. Jerry Judy is the t- route running technician who's going to get open all the time. He's basically DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, too soon, Clark. Too soon. Is that a, is that our, our intro? That's a segue. Before we move on, we are going to take a quick ad break. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: the roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May fifth. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. 
And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Clark, are you ready for this? This is what the people want. The people, the people have only logged on to this podcast and listened to hear Clark's musings as Bill O'Brien does the unthinkable. Here's the let me let me lay out the day. Let me lay out the day of my own in my own head, uh, and then and then I'll give the platform to Clark. So the day starts with rumors that DeAndre Hopkins could be shopped around or could be on the move. Peter King reported in his Monday football column thing that at least two teams were interested. Now I was all like, oh, the Patriots tagged Joe Tooney. Oh, are we going to do a little swappy swappy here? Clearly that didn't happen. But nonetheless, everyone's like, okay, yeah, sure. DeAndre Hopkins is going to get traded. What a preposterous notion, Peter King. And then what do you know? I'm walking Bert, and all of a sudden it comes across my phone. David Johnson traded to the, tight, uh, to the Texans. And I was like, whoo, all right, David Johnson to the Texans. Let's do this. This is great. I am in. And then followed up from Adam Schefter, DeAndre Hopkins to the Cardinals. Uh, this is mind-blowing to me, but I cannot express, or nor am I the person that wants to express, the true insanity of this trade. And so the person who can, Clark Barnes, you have the floor. So we traded uh, arguably one of the best wide receivers in the game. Uh, essentially for a running back who's making $2 million less. We have DeAndre Hopkins on the books at $12.5 million this year. David Johnson on the book at $10 million this year. Swapped a fourth from next year for a fourth this year and a second round pick. So Bill O'Brien traded away everything that the Texans had to get a left tackle who was pretty good uh, before signing that left tackle to a big deal. Uh, traded a second round pick, the value of DeAndre Hopkins over David Johnson in his mind, uh, and then and then didn't play Duke Johnson very much. Uh, I own one jersey for an NFL team, and it's DeAndre Hopkins. And Bill fucking O'Brien has just traded probably the Texans' best player. Uh, maybe you've got to think uh, Deshaun Watson probably has moved into that best player. But the only thing that Texans fans have had to hold on to, someone showing like zero signs of decline, the only wide receiver who can stay healthy in Houston, still playing well. The only time he's ever spoken up was just in a contract year when he wanted a contract, held out one day of camp and then showed up the next day. And Bill fucking O'Brien has just traded him to the Cardinals for a running back who's going to make $10 million and a second round pick. This is like this is a a grandly imbecilic move in a string of of shit fucking moves that Bill O'Brien has made. He is tearing this family apart. I don't understand why like I don't understand why this is happening. I mean, Houston's been through so much and now this. So I I've been talking with some buddies today and I have my assertion of the trade is it it's the biggest trade that in my like football paying attention to career it is that I've ever seen like go down in real time and I also think it is the most lopsided trade I have ever seen during that same uh, time span Pete I actually want to call you out for the way that you opened this by saying that you thought David Johnson going to Houston was good and that you were on board with that at all David Johnson is a larger version of Duke Johnson. 
and they're just going to try to ram this this wide receiver who plays running back in between the tackles to the tune of like 300 carries this year. They're not even going to use David Johnson the way that he's supposed to be used. Um, I I am I am comfortable saying Bill O'Brien is the stupidest person in in football. Period. And that's in all levels. I'm talking peewee. I'm talking like your uncle who coaches a team. There's no one who has an excuse to be this dumb in the league. You traded one of the best, a, a, a Hall of Fame wide receiver at this very beginning of his prime for a washed up running back who you're not even going to use properly. I think he should be shamed out of league, Clark. I feel terrible for you. I can't imagine what this. I, I am happy with Pete Carroll in comparison to what Bill O'Brien has done to this football team. It's it's inexcusable. He should be fired and and rehired and fired again. It it's it's unbelievable. This this person has single handedly taken what was a a mildly promising roster. Uh, Clark, you can do you take solace in knowing that former Brown safety Eric Murray just signed with the Texans for a three year deal worth twenty million dollars. <laughs> So I don't I don't know anything about him, and I don't want to disparage that young man. I hope that he has a long illustrious career career with the Texans. But I just like Nick's punitive sentiment of firing him, rehiring him, and then firing him again. <laughs> I feel like that's something we can all get on board. This is it's yeah. it, this is this is like the Mookie Betts trade that the Red Sox pulled off, where it's it's taking a franchise player a keystone like you said clark this is the only jersey you own like this is a fan favorite the face of the team as much as deshaun watson is like hopkins was there first and like ingrained himself into houston and then for on a fucking whim bill o'brien is like hey you know who we don't need in this offense to help deshaun watson continue to rise the best wide receiver in football. And now we're going to rely on Will Fuller, who's been great when he's on the field and plays four games every fucking year. This is a brilliant move, Bill O'Brien. You've truly outdone yourself as a GM. God bless. If we traded, I don't know, JJ Watt for a really overpriced middle linebacker, that would be the only way that this could get worse. So I'm throwing it out there, Bill. <laughs> Show everyone how smart you are. <laughs> Let's get rid of J.J. Watt, too. I think uh, David David Gettleman was trying to take that belt, but Bill O'Brien's just like, no, excuse me. This is mine. I must keep this. Um, it, it's honestly, it's kind of like a bad dynasty trade where you just like. This trade wouldn't even happen in a fa- in a fantasy league. This would be no, this trade would get rejected instantly. It's like, okay, let me give up Hopkins. I'll get back a starting running back, and you know, I can get Zach Moss in the second or Donovan Peoples Jones in the fourth. But you're not getting those kinds of players to help your offense. And I don't this is like the millionth time we've seen this in the modern football era where people think the cure to helping out your quarterback is putting a running back behind him to take off pressure. But the problem is right in front of the quarterback and I don't know how they don't see it. It's the five people standing in front of the quarterback before every offensive play. And also having a, having a, one of the best wide receivers in the game right now is pretty helpful for your quarterback too. And so when you said DeAndre Hopkins (laughs) got traded, I thought like, okay, 
who's the best offensive lineman on the Cardinals? Because this is going to be dumb, but at least it's going to – okay, at least we got an offensive lineman in like a first, right? No. No. How many picks do you guys have? Like you like, traded you, – Well, the first is gone because it was Larry Metunzel. First is gone. Both uh, firsts. Third, you traded two firsts for Laramie Tunsil. So that's this year so, or next year. Yeah. Yeah. Any, any, the, your third round pick is gone for Duke Johnson and your second round pick is gone for David or is that your fourth? No, our first it, pick will be the second rounder that we got from the Cardinals, from Cardinals this year. Okay. I keep saying we, the Texans. I don't have. No, no, they're your team. Yeah, partner. dude, give it up. No, no. I, I adore That's it. also true. Free, we can't, in the off season, we've already had. Let's let's we've already had extreme success at finding Nick a new team. I mean, hell, the 49ers went to the goddamn Super Bowl on Nick's like first year of, of fandom. Clark, okay, we so would for be one happy year to find a one you, year penalty. We'd be I'm happy to find a one a year team. penalty. Good. All right. For so, Bill O'Brien's insolence. Good. I am open to a new team for one season yes. and I'm open. Let's, Next let's week's podcast, we're finding Clark a new team. Bill O'Brien is just like a sleeper cell planted by Bill Pelichick to take down an <laughs> AFC opponent, right? Like that's one of the only. It has to like, be. Just given the draft picks that we just covered, I'm a little bit flabbergasted. Hey Pete, sorry man, I got some breaking news. Hit me. Uh, Dolphins just signed Kyle Van Noy. Yeah, I saw that. I'm a, I'm good good for Van Noy. Good for you, Kyle. Way to get way to get the bag. Like he was kind of a no namer in Detroit. Came to New England, made himself a name. Got paid to go play back with Brian Flores. I'm here for it. Good for you, bro. good for you, Kyle. Right on, man. Good for you. Players Plus, he gets team, gets like out that. of fucking Felgers. And, well, this is some Boston media shit, but anyways, uh, he gets out of his goddamn shadow because for whatever reason, Felger hated him, even though Kyle Fanoy is an amazing person. Um, Clark, you will feel much better about all of this when you hear that Baltimore got a second-round pick for Hayden Hurst. So. <laughs> yeah, this so, one was so, wild. So Hayden Hurst and a fourth round pick is the, that's what Atlanta got from the Ravens and traded a second and a fifth. Uh, meanwhile, <laughs> for a second round pick, uh, the Cardinals get the best wide receiver in the game. So take some solace in that, uh, in that Hayden Hurst and DeAndre Hopkins have the same worth Thanks in the me. eyes of, of NFL GMs. I, so I like they how. took their number three tight end on oh, the yeah. Baltimore roster. Maybe. Like Nick Boyle has leapfrogged him. Yep. Yep. I was going to say, like, Atlanta fans were breathing a sigh of relief that they didn't hand Austin Hooper, like, the largest tight end contract in history. And then they're just like, okay, but we're going to get a second for this backups backup tight end. Now I will say, let the record show uh, the Falcons do have two second round picks because the Patriots traded theirs to them for Muhammad Sanu. That being said, still uh, it was the Falcons second round pick, which is by far the better of the two, or maybe not by far it is better. of the It's still crazy. It's still, it's an absurd trade. It's preposterous. They take, they take time to develop. So he could, I don't doubt that he could develop into something great, but you better have like some secret info here. 
Well, I will say we'll talk about we'll talk about Hayden Hurst and Austin Hooper, the Falcons ex tight end who signed a record breaking deal with the Cleveland Browns today. I feel like we can talk about those two guys uh, together. Personally, if David Njoku remains on the Browns roster, I kind of have a little more faith in Hayden Hurst. Like I would rather take Hayden Hurst in the Falcons offense as their tight end one with the uh, lower ADP that he's sure to have, then maybe spend up high for Austin Hooper, who's going to be battling with Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, uh, and David Njoku. Like that offense has a ton of firepower now, but there's a lot of mouths to feed. Whereas we've seen, given how Austin Hooper suddenly hit free agency and became the highest paid tight end in the NFL, like, uh, this tight end role can put up stats in Atlanta and Hayden Hurst. He's young. He hasn't really played that much. Like he could develop into something there in Atlanta. So I don't necessarily think that I personally right now as things stand in fantasy, I think I wouldn't be crazy in having Hayden Hurst over Austin Hooper in 2020. Yeah. I feel like Austin Hooper is Jason Witten after he loses a step or two. Yeah. So mm, I'm pretty nice. excited for someone other than uh, Austin Hooper to be in Atlanta. I I have some David and Joku stock in a dynasty league, and I'm not completely selling out on it just yet because uh, Kevin Stefanski has been known to run a lot of two tight end, uh, whether that's with the Eagles or with the Vikings. Mm. So I think he still has like a little bit of value, but I do like the tight end one in any situation over a yeah. tight end two. So I, I want to pick up on that point right there. I'm just going to read this highly informative tweet from Nick, Mr. Sharp. Nick. Yeah. Go. Just yeah. read it. Just read it. Okay. Thanks. The, uh, hey, yeah, just sharp football. All you got to do is just read it. The 29, the 2019 Vikings used three plus wide receivers on 22.9% of snaps by far the least often in the NFL. The NFL average was almost triple that 64.6%. Instead, they used a ton of two tight end and two running back sets. So, for all of us Nick Chubb lovers and for all of us David and Joku owners love the Chubb I think we can all breathe a slight sigh of relief um I do think I I like that they signed Jack Conklin because I was like their offensive line has been paltry and Njoku he's a big receiver Hooper is a receiver who can block he's 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 fine um, it was nice to see that they immediately also went out and gr- grabbed uh, grabbed some help at right tackle because I was thinking like man, they can have these two pass-catching tight ends on the field at the same time, but I don't know if that's going to do a whole lot. Block, uh, you know, blocking. Again, I'm selling Hooper short. He's an okay blocker. Um, but I was, I was happy to see the, uh, the Conklin signing, and I am, I'm very uh, quickly creeping back into some Browns excitement here. Yeah, Conklin was key because it doesn't matter if they sign Austin Hooper if, like, one or both of those tight ends have to help block on every play, so – Good move by them. Clark's still having a tough time Clark's over just, there with Clark's the uh, Hayden Hurst news. Yeah. Just keep looking at my phone. Someone to tweet like, "League officials have stepped in to <laughs> save the Texans from themselves." And uh... Roger Goodell says this trade can't happen in my league. Yeah, this is highway robbery. I get it. Uh, not coming. Hey, uh, tech, I don't think trades can go in through officially until thursday right so so there's there's still some hope that 
you know, back. Are we gonna are we gonna get a uh, like one of these things where it's Sonic the Hedgehog or Cats, where the public outcry is so bad that the t- that the whole what thing is like, oh shit, we gotta take that back. Is that what's going to happen? Uh, with the Texans where the public outcry is going to be so bad, Bill O'Brien's like, actually, no trade. I think what we're probably in for from Bill O'Brien is really condescending news conference about how we don't understand how fucking smart he is. (laughs) I think think you could almost chalk that up as exactly what's going to happen. Uh, Before we go, I know know I've brought sadness to Clark, but I want to bring some joy to Jordan. Jordan, bask in the fact that the Bears just gave Jimmy Graham $16 million over two years. I think it's fantastic. Um, <laughs> Clark, can't, because, Clark can't believe how this offseason has started. I, I can't remember if they're still paying Trey Burton, but I'm pretty sure he's still on the roster as well. Um, I've, I wanted the Packers to cut Jimmy Graham for a while now. Uh, he hasn't exactly panned out to be the red zone target that everybody thought he was going to be. Um, it's unfortunate, uh, but you know what? I'm going to have fun watching him on the bears for nine mil guaranteed and possible two Insane. years. Um, should be fun. Also, the bears are actively going after Nick Foles uh, or they're trying to trade for someone else. Foles too. And, Teddy, Dalton. Foles, and Dalton and Dalton basically to yeah, replace. They're out on and Teddy Bridgewater. Bridgewater. Out on Bridgewater. Yeah, oh, they they're, they're okay. in hard on Dalton and Foles to replace Mitchell Trubisky. Well, and Jimmy well, Graham's going to be they, his number they, one wide receiver. What they're the phrasing is that they want to the, force yeah. Trubisky to compete. Good no, job. No, I buy that. No, I don't. I, mean, I, dude, I, I buy mean, that. Pace is out of his mind. He is like, no, oh, my guys. I, I obviously am a huge Dave Montgomery backer, but like trading up in the third to go get a running back. Yeah. I don't love that idea. Um, he is all about his guys. Oh, and just as a, uh, just a touchback on the Browns, I really like them bringing in uh, Case Keenum as the backup there. That's perfect. He worked with Stefanski before. It was a, a moderate deal. Um, yeah, I, I think that that provides uh, stellar stability. I like it a lot. All right. Well, there you go. That's what happened. That's what happened today. Coronavirus said, hey, we're taking over the world. And NFL free agency said, hold my beer uh, for one day. And then coronavirus will be back. because it's And we spread. got stuff to uh, build a duck pen. So and, top and story. Top story. Breaking news. The duck pen is getting built. And Clark is only going to now find joy and pleasure through his ducks. And no, I got to find a new team. That's so true. Calling out. next week. So with like the nice luscious beard, how many Duck Dynasty jokes have been made mm. so far? And that's Enough. the first one. So, oh yeah, you heard it here first, folks. Can't wait for your fantasy football team names. Yeah. Uh, well, there you go. Make sure to tune in next week where Clark finds a new NFL team. That's going to be the highlight, and we'll probably maybe get to see some ducklings. Uh, Make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. We are there. Fake Teams Podcast channel. That's where you can find us. Follow us on Twitter at RB1 Podcast. Follow myself at Pete M. Rogers. Clark at NFL Clark. And Jordan at Jordan underscore Smith 27. And then Nicolas. You can follow him at Ginger underscore underscore Nick without a K. We will be back at you next week. Until then. Peace.